Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 292 of the Spoiler Alert podcast brought to you by MovieOutsiders.com. I'm Danny, and I'm here with Mike, and tonight we'll be discussing the new direct-to-Hulu exclusive film, Palm Springs, starring Andy Samberg. Mike, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Danny. How are you? I am doing pretty f- well. Excellent. Glad to yeah. hear it. Yeah. 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 Uh, maybe it's because I signed up for Hulu again. I had been oh, a I didn't Hulu know you subscriber. Had, I didn't know you had had for veered. many years. You and then we Yep, then we strayed and now we're back. This brought us back. So to whoever at Hulu <laughs> bought Palm Springs at Sundance, thank you and congratulations. You got one new subscriber out of this whole deal. What Hulu so, package do you use? Like do you get the one with like live packages too or No, okay. no. Because I still pay for cable like an idiot. Um, right. We're probably changing that. We'll be straying. But we we, <laughs> we pay for the the Hulu with commercials. So I, on the one hand, I started this saying how much I'm glad to be back at Hulu. Let me also just say Hulu with commercials is rough. It's like <laughs> nine commercials. And as I've been trying to watch shows with my wife <laughs> on this on this streaming service, you see those same nine commercials over and over. And there's a lot of them. And I kind of want to just throw my tv out the window and quit again but i gotta glom on i gotta glom on to that i have the hulu i don't pay for cable i have the hulu live package Ah. but when you're streaming live tv and they cut to a commercial like during the news every single commercial break you get two hulu commercials and they're the same ones over and over and over again so it's really brutal like you're not watching the live broadcast commercials that msnbc got paid for or paid for or cnn or whatever right you just see hulu ads and it's insane like i don't get who they're reeling in there like you've already got me like why are you the time filler why are you throwing me this ad they should partner with quibi which is the new like short form like five minutes or less tv show service and just jam some short-term content yeah, that would in be a good between idea. there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, glad to be back. Glad to be uh, talking about it. Again, it's new content. We've, we've got to be, you know, we're beggars. We can't be choosers these days. Um, it was announced this week, so this just gives you an idea when we're recording this, that Disney has decided that Mulan, their live-action Mulan epic, will not be released in theaters and instead will come to Disney Plus as a paid premium rental. For thirty dollars, so for thirty dollars, so it'll only be available on Disney Plus, and you'll have to pay for it. So they will have some exclusivity, and then hopefully, of course, they'll be able to generate some additional subscribers for for Disney Plus. But thank God for Beyonce not making us pay for Black is King. Right, right. Thank that goodness. one's free. You just you got Disney uh, Plus, you can watch. Well, that. it's free if you're a Disney Plus subscriber. Correct. Yeah, right. But I mean, just another blow here to anyone who is holding out hope that that you'd be able to see Mulan in the theaters. And they're, again, I, I'm they're just looking, they're less looking and less far confident. Ahead. Yeah. It's not going to happen yeah. this year. You're not going to see it in the theater this year. So no. might as well put it on there. Like might as well. Should we, should we take a bet? Like when, when are we seeing new movies released in movie theaters where you go to a theater and sit down and watch it? I don't want to take that bet. It makes me sad, but I also, I am getting, you know, this is tough and we knew it the last couple of weeks, right? We just did, uh, Greyhound, which was direct to Apple, we're doing 
Palm Springs, direct to Hulu. Next week is De Five Bloods, direct to Netflix. Then we have Mulan, direct to Disney+. Plus. So, like, we're, we're sort of rounding the bases here, but we're, we're right back at that place that everyone knew we'd eventually get where you need to have five to seven streaming services, right? If you're right. paying for ESPN+, Plus, if you're paying for Netflix, Amazon Prime, Apple, Hulu, maybe Peacock. I get my Disney Plus through Hulu. Like, they have a Disney Plus bolt-on. You're, you're, you're wrapped. You're, yes, yeah, you're bundled. Yeah. yeah, okay. So... So if we have to pay 30 bucks for Mulan, should we get together to watch that instead of <laughs> right. paying $60? Or should we do a Kickstarter for our listeners? Oh, to- that'd be great. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's let our listeners chip in some coins so that we can see Mulan and then they can just skip the movie and listen to us talk about it. That sounds like <laughs> sounds like a win from all sides, yes, really. I totally agreed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, tonight we're here to talk about uh, Palm Springs. Which, if you're a Hulu subscriber, you could fire up at any moment and go ahead and enjoy. If you're not, you might want to consider adding a Hulu subscription with or without commercials or even a free one-month trial so that you, too, can enjoy Palm Springs. You surprised me by saying that you watched this movie about a month ago. I didn't know it's been out for a month. I just watched it this past week. Yes, I watched it like the day it came out or the weekend it came out. I was very excited. All right. Uh, So let's – I'll hit you with a quick plot recap and let's get into this. So – uh, keep it tight. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to keep it. Well, I'll be the tight. This is basically Groundhog Day, yeah. as a romantic comedy, starring Andy Samberg and Kristen Milotti. Is that how you say Milotti? Uh, and if, sure. If any of that sounds like a good time, that's what this movie is. Uh, Andy Samberg plays a character named Niles, who's attending a wedding. And we we start with the wedding and then we realize pretty quickly that Niles has been to this wedding hundreds or thousands or hundreds of thousands of times and has basically given up on life. The twist here, the big twist from this, not just being a, a direct sort of descendant of Groundhog Day, is that while he is trapped in this time loop, he inadvertently traps Kristen Milioti with him. And so these two strangers are sort of thrust together to spend all of eternity trapped together, just reliving the same day over and over and over. It's possible he's also trapped another person uh, in this time loop with them. So maybe he's not the best person to be in charge of an infinite time loop situation. Uh, But that's that's Palm Springs. What did you think of the film? I enjoyed the film a lot, despite being a direct descendant of... Uh, Groundhog Day, I do feel like it was, it, it was certainly different, uh, different than most of what you see yeah. nowadays. And and it, I guess when I finished the movie, I thought to myself, given what we're going through right now, I need to get myself out of the mindset that a direct to Hulu or direct to Netflix or a direct to Disney Plus or a direct to whatever movie isn't worth watching, right? Like it used to be right. the direct to DVD movies were just, you know, the that a studio realized wasn't worth putting on a big screen. It would never right. generate Life with Jake sales. Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds got shelved to Netflix. Let's right. agree. Right. That was just never going to see the light of a day right. in a theater. Right. But watching this, I thought, okay, like there are good movies and the only way that they will get an audience now is to put them on a streaming service for whomever is willing to pay for it and I watched this and thought it, this was worth watching. And so I need yeah. to go into the movies that we're going to be watching for the next several months and not 
not have trepidation as we do so. Right. I do want to quick take one flashback to last week's episode because I thought about it later. I loved that the, the number one thing you liked about Greyhound starring Tom Hanks on Apple time? TV was the runtime. <laughs> I love that you, you, the number one thing you liked is that you didn't have to watch very much of it. And I just thought, <laughs> this is what the same runtime, too. This yeah. is the exact same runtime. Yeah. What a great compliment. <laughs> Man, I was so glad when that thing ended. That's what I liked about it. <laughs> And you did like that movie. That's I just thought it was funny. I did. Um, my so favorite I, movie of all time, or not my top ten, Annie Hall. That is a ninety-minute movie, and I feel like oh, it was a. I know that's I your know. favorite movie. One of my favorite movies. One of my top. Oh 10, yeah. my gosh! All right, let's move on. That is a tough. Si- anyway, uh, yeah, that's a push. I really like this movie. So, uh, full disclosure: I'm a huge fan of Groundhog Day. I love the movie with Bill Murray. I actually also saw the Broadway musical and loved the Broadway musical. Fantastic. So creative. Amazing what they did on stage. The music is terrific. Um, And I just think this is a premise that is ripe to revisit. I mean, I I know there's been things like Happy Death Day where it's Groundhog Day but a horror film. And I'm sure there are other – clones and copycats of this premise but i'm okay with that because i think it's a fun interesting novel premise even that when they recycle it and i happen to be an enormous fan of andy samberg and jk simmons and so i like almost everything about this movie i really enjoyed it it's not it's not going to be in my top 10 but i thought it was thoroughly enjoyable let's, let's not get Very ahead funny. of ourselves we haven't seen many movies this year <laughs> And, uh, yeah, right. Uh, no, thoroughly enjoyable. I really thought uh, there was a lot to like. It got much deeper and heavier than I was expecting, even with the, the Groundhog Day as the backdrop, which also gets very deep and heavy. Um, but I think there's a lot to like here. I think it's a a good film and people should check it out. Yeah, uh, I totally agree with you. I I mean, there were a lot of genuinely funny moments. I mean, so Groundhog Day, I I don't even remember what that's right. Is that a PG-13? This... This would be a yeah. pretty hard R, right? I mean, there, yes. se- sex yes. plays heavily into the film. Language. Language is rough. Yeah. Yes. But Andy Samberg is just one of the funniest people, I think, that has ever walked the earth and extremely talented and great. And J.K. Simmons is amazing in this film, too. Yeah. I, I think the two of them were were a great duo. They were. And, and Samberg is just, I mean, he's. I feel like he's imminently likable. And he walks, he's one of those guys, kind of like Will Ferrell, where he walks on camera and I'm already laughing. Like, I know <laughs> every line reading is just going to be ridiculous. <laughs> and, and like, they literally, they, it's, I don't know what it is about, especially those two guys, where they can say something that anyone else would say and you wouldn't, you wouldn't even crack a smile. But those two idiots say it and I'm, I'm already giggling and my kids are judging me because they don't <laughs> think it's that funny. Um, so Sandberg is like right in the wheelhouse and I just think he, he really milks this whole premise. And I think the twist of him accidentally, you know, he's, he's just living the, the, the night, living the, the wedding for the 10,000th time, trying to hook up with, uh, Kristen, uh, Miliati's bridesmaid that who's also the sister of the bride, um, and accidentally traps her into this hell of, of repeating time loop is a great twist on the groundhog day premise. I mean, I just, the guilt of having condemned 
in this case, two people to this hell, uh, the nihilism that they both ultimately sort of sink into, um, the fun that they have with, you know, killing themselves and, and hurting other people. And right, right. there's a weird sequence where they go into a bar and just do a strange interpretive <laughs> dance. Like, awesome. like the freedom of knowing that you can do anything and tomorrow no one will be able to. Yeah. yeah, they can't judge you. You can't catch any grief for it. You have to have complete carte blanche to live however you want to live and somebody to do it with. I just thought was really novel and really fun. Any of the moments where they decide to kill themselves to skip living through the rest of the day to just get <laughs> yes. to tomorrow were were great scenes. Th- those are awesome. Like just yeah. taking an arrow to the heart, like stepping yeah. in front of a Mack truck. Like th- those are great. Yeah. I'll also say so. J.K. Simmons' character, you know, is introduced as like an insane antagonist. Um, you know, a killer who's hunting Andy Samberg. And we, of course, learned that he, too, was inadvertently trapped. But there's a sequence where Andy Samberg goes to see J.K. Simmons at his house. And it was, like, really touching. And, like, it just hit me in my heart spot. Yeah. As J.K. Simmons was talking about time with his kids and sort of, like, he sort of just grew to love the fact that this is the day he gets to live over and over and over, you know? And as... As a dad, you know, you have those moments where you're like, you know, like, this is the good stuff. If you could bottle this, this would be the thing you'd bottle. But you, you obviously can't. But J.K. Simmons does. And he's like, he's sinking in and just just loving it. And it's like, that was what awesome a moment. Scene. Yes, yeah. what a scene. And then the fact that he has to break up with Andy Samberg and say, like, I don't think we should see each other anymore. It's like, you know, two people in the universe one has left and now the other is breaking up with you. This is how heartbreaking that was to Andy Samberg who has nobody and nothing. And he's already committed suicide hundreds of times. And now it's like, what another reason to just end it all. And you just can't, it just, anyway, the movie got heavier than I expected. It was better than I expected. It was laugh out loud, funny in many places, but a hard R for sure. So this yeah, is not right. like maybe not a great first date movie if you're not quite sure how uh, you know your your partner is going to take some of the uh, some of the content. But great movie. If there was anything that I didn't like about it, um, I, I think it it was different enough to the point of several times being difficult to follow. And I'm not even talking about the quantum physics stuff that like takes up the <laughs> sure. third act, like which is you of couldn't course, follow the quantum right, physics. Of stuff? course, that's Idiot. supposed to be difficult. Right. Uh, but like, I, I mean, it was a little bit tricky. There were a lot of times I was questioning, like, well, you know, if you're going to kill yourself and you're driving your car head on into a Mack truck, like, won't that kill the driver who's not caught in this infinite loop? And maybe your suicide is is detrimental to somebody else. Like, like those were the kinds of questions that I had throughout it. Like it, it did get a little bit tough to follow how the day kept being relived. So you were worried about the ethical implications of their actions and the, and whether or not everyone in the universe was repeating the time loop or just them. I, I feel like everyone's repeating the time loop, but they're the only two that are aware of it, right? Like oh, okay. everyone does the same thing every day, every day, every day. There is no tomorrow. So it's interesting to think, well, are there uh, uh, just an infinite number of universes and, and 
everyone else in this universe will continue on tomorrow and you won't, right? You just skip to the next universe. Right. So maybe you are killing people and right. scarring people for life. And right. Like that, that the sequence when the bride's is... teeth get knocked out, right. like that yes. bride's going to have no teeth tomorrow. Right. Right. Um, you know, well, I guess if that was the, if that was the, the answer, you might, uh, it might paint the whole movie and all their hijinks in a different color, but how about you? Any, anything that rubbed you the wrong way? No, I, I mean, again, I I just laughed. I just love Sandberg. I like the conceit. I was totally fine. There was a weird, I mean, not to skip to the what's up with, but there was a moment with they're out in the desert and they see some dinosaurs roaming around. Yeah, right. And I just was like, are they are they high? And they're just seeing dinosaurs and we're for some reason seeing what they can see. Are there really dinosaurs here for some reason? It just, that was sort of an odd choice because it seemed like the only time in the movie that the film took that liberty. Um, Yeah. And so that was a moment where I was like, maybe there's a lot more I'm supposed to be reading into this, but it just felt like kind of a beautiful, wondrous, and very confusing moment of now there are dinosaurs walking around. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had yeah. what's up with this be, being a more vulgar version of Groundhog's Day, but. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with <laughs> what's up with the crappy beer that Andy Samberg is drinking yes. throughout the whole thing? Like that that just looks like it, it's like Schlitz, right? I mean, this is this is just it, it look the, the cans of beer that he is just constantly swilling like made my stomach hurt. Like I felt like. You just must constantly feel so full and gross and bloated and not only all the time. Yeah, yeah, not only must it just be just nasty, watered down crap beer. He's drinking it warm. He's carrying around this 12 pack in Palm Springs all day. And And I think they're 16 ounce cans too, right? Like they're they're not even 12 ounce cans. Yeah. Yeah. There's a scene where... Like they've got the the pool floaty with a six pack of them like floating around the pool, and I'm like, the second beer of those is going to be hot, hot. on your tongue. Yeah, yeah. it's like a yeah. hot toddy. It's like yeah. just nasty. <laughs> right. Um, I, so there were just there were tons of what's up with uh, for me, but but they were all positives. Like I loved what's up with some of the odd supporting characters. Like there's a bartender. That right away in the beginning of the movie, uh, Kristen Milioti's character says, can, you know, can I have wa- some wine? And the bartender just right up front tells her, it's not good wine. <laughs> like this is just a bartender at a wedding who's overtly telling you that the wine they're about to serve you is not good. And I thought like, what's up with this, the painfully honest bartender? She's, she's working on moment. tips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like – I have oh. never been to a wedding and had the bartender talk down about whatever they're about to serve it's me. It's not good wine, but I'll give you extra if you tip me. Right. Uh, I loved and what's up with the cave that starts all this. I love that there's some sort of proximal cause and there's like an earthquake which fractures something in the earth, which opens a cave, which right. has a weird light coming out of it that – that's how this all started. Sandberg at some point just crawled in there to check it out and got sucked. And he has gone back there at least two times right. to inadvertently or in J.K. Simmons' uh, situation, you know, purposefully but drunkenly get someone else into this mess. I mean, you'd think you'd just be like, all right, well, I got to stay away from that cave. 
Instead, he like just keeps going out there like an idiot moth to a flame, um, just asking for trouble, which I think was was very funny. What's up with? Uh, I don't want to give away the final scene, uh, but spoiler alert: Kristen Milioti and um, Andy Samberg are kind of squatting at a neighbor's pool and floating yeah. around in the pool. And the family shows up coming back from vacation and the dad just drops the F-bomb telling him to get out of the pool right in front of his wife and kids. Like, have yeah. you ever have you ever used the F-bomb in front of your kids? Has, has that been a word they've heard you say? No, not yet. I'm saving that up. I feel like that's a, that's a big moment and especially for young children, probably pivotal in their lives. I, I really want them to be – you know, I don't <laughs> want like, to just, remember like, stub that. my toe right, right, or, right. you know you – know, <laughs> You, Throw it off like it's nothing. I want you to had be like, a, remember an that overdraft time. charge yeah. on, on your checking account or something. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Don't don't blow it on that. Yeah. This is a big one. This is a car, right? I want them to, to <laughs> right. think about that years down the road. And what's up with with J.K. Simmons' character? I mean, I I love that he he lives far away, and so he only comes to the wedding sometimes on his Groundhog Day. But sometimes he brings a bow and arrow and hunts Andy Samberg <laughs> and just murders him, which I think is such a great, great thing for him to do. And J.K. Simmons running through the desert shooting arrows at you is terrifying. I mean, yeah. anybody who's seen Whiplash, you've got to just know this is not a guy you want on your bad, you know, you no. want to be on his bad <laughs> side. And the movie does get some good mileage out of that very brief moment. But what a crazy, like, and it's not all the time. It's not like every day he wakes up and hunts Andy Samberg. It's like once every couple of years, he just kind of snaps, jumps in his car, makes the multi-hour drive to Palm Springs, and tries to murder Andy Samberg. <laughs> and then the next day, maybe he won't, and he'll just kind of go back around his... You know, like, what a weird thing to get in the mood to do. Anyway, <laughs> I think this movie's very funny. What? I think you should sign up for Hulu to check it out. What's up with how, if you close your eyes... J.K. Simmons and Sam Elliott sound kind of a lot alike. They've got that that low baritone sort of raspy, uh, raspy voice with a slight lisp. I think the two of them sound an awful lot alike. And if you closed your eyes, it would be tough to Hmm. distinguish the two of them. Do you think that if Bradley Cooper was in a movie with J.K. Simmons that he would try and mimic his voice like he did with Sam Elliott in A Star is Born? Perhaps. That could, okay. that, that could possibly happen, yeah. Wasn't well, that distracting when he was it, doing that in A it Star was, is Born? It was a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. All right. That was a lot. All right, buddy, are you ready for five questions? I am. Let's do it. Buddy, first question. Is there any day of your life that you would love to keep repeating? I'm sure there are a number of them. Yes, I have moments like that all the time where I think this would be a good one. See, I thought that this was a great question and I thought about it and I it was hard for me to pick one and and so I was just going to say no, like I always want to think that the next day will be even better. Like it it was such a great day with the kids today, but tomorrow is going to be an even better day. Like it would be hard for me to pick a moment that I would want, like you'd even alluded to earlier, like want to bottle and then and then just always get, like maybe bottle and save and use for later. But like if it were your day and that was it and that was it that kept going on and on forever, I don't know that I could pick one. Um, I'd always think that there was something else that you could get to. 
Well, that's interesting. Maybe that's like a psychological question here where you're always yearning for something else and I'm thinking, I've got it pretty good. Yeah, And it's maybe. not like even like there was that one day, that one time. It's like I kind of feel like there are times where it's like throw a rock. That was a good day. I'd do that one again. <laughs> that was a good one. I'd do yeah. that one again. So, uh, yeah, I feel like uh, maybe that means I'm a genuinely happy person and you are a morose striver who's never satisfied with anything and you don't enjoy life, but you hope to enjoy it in the future. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. All right. Great. All right. Oh, Sounds great. Good. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side, what are the ways that you would think of to kill yourself? What creative ways would you come up oh, with? Oh, creative to kill ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I would run as fast as I can on my treadmill and then <laughs> yeah, just nice. stop running. I think I would just. Because I've got it set against a wall and like a weight bench and stuff. I think I would go flying off that thing and just crack my back on the Because that's what I live in fear of all the time. Every time I step on it, I'm like, careful, careful. Uh, but yeah, I think that would be an interesting way. <laughs> That's a great one, and I'm so glad. That, way, yeah. I'm so glad that you mentioned it because it reminded me of a story Christian told me tonight. He was fishing at a neighbor friend's house today, and apparently, some huge fish bit and was pulling hard. And so Christian's like trying to reel in this fish. And he's out on the beach by himself or out on the pier by himself, and the fish eventually let go and he was pulling so hard that he just fell into the lake. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that reminded me of that. that. That sounded awesome. That's a classic kid fishing moment. Yes, That's great. yes, yeah. Can you tell me what did Kristen uh, Miliati's character whisper to her sister early in the movie at the wedding? Oh, I don't know. I feel well, like that's you need a lost that. in translation moment, right? With Yes, uh, with Bill Scarlett, Murray and Scarlett Johansson. Scar- yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. And I actually, actually, when that happened, I wondered if that was some sort of direct allusion to, to Lost, Lost in, in translation, translation. Given yeah. this is a you know sort of a, a take on the Bill Murray movie, so we'll do a spin on this other thing from another Bill Murray movie. And then I wondered, are there a lot of other Bill Murray movie Easter eggs somewhere in this film? Should I be rewatching yeah, right. it like the Zapruder film and just going frame by frame to see allusions to Ghostbusters or Stripes or Quick Change or any of the, the Bill Murray films over the years, but I, I have not done that. All right. If you knew that you were repeating every day over and over again and you had all that time, what is something that you would like to accomplish or learn? Uh, well, I, it would take a long time to do it uh, whatever it is, because I would probably be napping for a lot of the intervening years. I feel like I would just wake up and I would nap and then I'd go for a long run. And I'd Why would you run nap. if you knew that you were going to just relive tomorrow? Like, there's no reason to stay in shape. You're going to look like you did yesterday, no, but, the next day. But it, I guess as long as my my software or like I could keep a tally so I knew how many miles I was think of all the miles you could get yeah right Man, okay. you get like a bajillion miles uh, racked up that'd be great um, but you know I don't know I'd love to learn foreign languages but it may, maybe it's tough if you can never go anywhere like these can't these people can I, I'm sure there's I'd love to learn woodworking I'd love to uh, play an instrument uh, better than I can I mean there's so much stuff I'd love to learn the that flute there's just not <laughs> right, right. There's not enough hours in the day already, so it's like those are things I've already had to sort of do without. 
And so if you had infinite time, I guess I'd make time for them after my nap. Okay. All right. Sounds yeah. good. And uh, final question. Who has bigger bug eyes? Amanda Seyfried or Kristen Miliati? Sorry oh, about Seyfried. the bug eye thing. Yeah. <laughs> Janine, sorry about the bug eyes thing. I'll be in my office. You say, uh, think Amanda Seyfried? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Okay. Yeah. She's scary. She's like anime. And and in a bad way. Oh, this yeah. poor girl. <laughs> poor Amanda yeah. But I think she has a, probably better teeth than Kristen Milioti. Yeah. Like a weird smile going on. <laughs> They're a little gnarly. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. Kind of so a nightmare. That's, that's five questions. Well, Thank thanks, you, listeners. listeners. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, listeners. And uh, again, I guess I would just close with saying I think this was a lot of fun. I think it's worth watching. It's probably worth rewatching. If I was stuck in an infinite time loop, I would make time to watch this movie a couple more times. Excellent. All right. Glad to hear it. What do we got coming up next? I think you already told us what we've got coming yes. up next. Yes. Right? Next yeah. week is a straight to next Netflix film. This is Spike Lee's latest joint, Da Five Bloods, which I believe stars Delroy Lindo and Chadwick Boseman. Heard of them. Great. Thanks for listening to the Spoiler Alert podcast. Please visit us online at movieoutsiders.com where you can see what films we'll be discussing next, comment on our recent episodes, suggest movies to review or topics to discuss, or submit questions for the five questions segment of the podcast. Stop by and visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash movieoutsiders, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at movieoutsiders. If you're a fan of the show, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, or whatever podcast subscription service you use. We'll be back again next week with another episode, but until then, enjoy the movies.